So the so welcome to Bhagavad Gita class number two. And we ended last class by setting up, you know, the stage that really teaches us about the root of conflict. What is the root of conflict? Um, it's it's boils down to fundamentally not knowing your divine nature, not knowing who you are not being able to see the larger play of existence or the, the, the intelligent plan that underlies all of this, this phenomenal world. That's the, that's the source of the conflict here. And everything that gets, everything that gets done, all the, the stupid mistakes, like the, the Mahabharata is, is, is one stupid mistake leading to another stupid mistake leading to another stupid mistake, one after another after another. Because human beings are given what? <coughs> we're given free will. And so because we're given free will, we have we have choice of action. And if we don't know our divine nature, we don't know how we fit into the master plan as, a, as individuals and as communities, then we continuously act out of sync with the natural, intelligent flow of this universe. And there's a word for that. What is the word for the, the, the embodiment of all natural law or all natural intelligence, the, intelli the natural intelligence that causes everything to spontaneously arise, be maintained, and be destroyed according to its own nature? It's a beautiful word. Yes, the first word of Bhagavad Gita. Remember I told you the secret of all Sanskrit teachings, all the Vedic teachings. What is the secret? First word. Dharma Kshetre, So Dharma is the first word of the Bhagavad Gita. So the whole Bhagavad Gita answers the question of who am I? What is my purpose here? And knowing what my purpose is here, how can I act in a way that doesn't create any more mess? How can I act in alignment with what is the natural expression of dharma? Dharma comes from the verbal root in Sanskrit, which means to hold or to contain. To hold or to contain. So it's how things naturally want to congeal, how they naturally want to arrange themselves. This whole universe is an arrangement of, of uh, synchronized events that are meant to manifest certain expressions. And that has a particular equilibrium to it. There's a particular balance in that. But because of, of our ignorant actions, because human beings, it's like it's, it's in our nature to act out of sync. You know, an animal will act in rhythm. You know, it will breed in its time. It will only eat 
what it needs to eat to maintain its body. It will sleep according to what it need, you know, what it needs. And it can sleep anywhere. It does it, it's not disturbed. You know, it will it will uh, it will um, uh, have its leisure according to its particular timing. All of that stuff. And there's a word for that. It's called aranya. Aranya. Now, Aranya literally means forest. And so the setting of the Bhagavad Gita is not the forest. It's the field of Dharma, which is also Kurukshetre. Dharma Kshetre, Kurukshetre. Kurukshetre is the opposite of Dharma. Dharma is the natural the natural way that everything wants to manifest according to its inherent nature. What is your inherent nature? What is your, the, the spark that drives you in this life? That's dharma. Kuru is what you do that's opposite of that. Kuru is like, is, is the, you know, is the whole uh, uh, array of misdeeds that has led up to this battle. It's like one mistake after another. It's like Duryodhana's greed and his jealousy and Yudhishthira's problem with gambling. And it all goes back to the great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, Santanu, who, who has this issue where he needs to kill animals, you know, that he, just out of sport. It all starts with, like, that dharmic violation. He's not killing animals because he needs their food. He needs to eat them. He's killing them because he just really likes to kill. And that's like transgression. So it's like one transgression after another transgression. We call that kuru. Aranya, in contrast to dharma. Aranya means the forest. And it's like the forest is, is, is the instinctual existence. In the forest, you'll see that a lion will not kill unless it's hungry, right? A snake won't strike unless it's been disturbed or unless it needs to eat. Um, you know, a bird will sing, you know, not, to, not to, to have some kind of egotistical expression, listen to me. It will sing because it's compelled to out of its own nature. That's the forest. And we're going to see a little bit later on, Arjuna, like, he's like always wanting to go back to the forest. Some of us suffer from what I call the Arjuna complex. When we're faced with Dharmakshetre, Kurukshetre, we're like, well, can't I just go back to Aranya? Isn't there an Aranya where I can go to where it's like really peaceful and nice and happy and everything, everything just kind of goes according to its own rhythm? You know, I had this experience myself when I moved up to Netherlands. I thought, oh, good, I'm going back to Aranya. Because I was really sick of Tarmakshetre, Kurukshetre. And I thought, oh, I'll go into the forest. It'll be so great. I'll get away from leaf blowers, lawnmowers, and, you know, uh, people having domestic arguments next door, all that stuff. I'll have this peaceful existence. What happens is our neighbor across the street had a leaf blower in Netherland, you know, and I'm like, ah, and then I'm, and then the people next door to us, like, kept their dog locked in a pen all weekend, and all he did was howl and cry, you know, it's like, we want to, we have this, this uh, approach to, 
to uh, the, the conflict in life, which is the contradiction. You know, how can this be um, such a beautiful and incredible world and at the same time be such a hell pit? You know, how can this world like have such like amazing opportunities? How can it be so exquisitely beautiful and then senseless acts of violence, environmental destruction, um, needless poverty, uh, you know, false imprisonment. It's like you name like name all the injustices. It just goes on and on and on. You see it every minute of your life. That is the inherent contradiction of this dualistic world. We have the we have the opportunity for both. Human birth is precious because we experience both divine and and uh, demonic. We experience both. Our body is like a bridge between between all possibilities. And so given that, you know, given that we are we're in this particular realm, uh, the first verse of the Bhagavad Gita is is being uh, sung to orient us to this sort of perennial human question, which is what am I supposed to do? Right? I, this is the question everybody has. What's right for me to do, given that, given that my, my actions aren't probably going to make much of a difference anyway? You know, we can, make, we can take two steps forward and eight steps back kind of thing. You know, it always seems like whenever something good arises, there's something, there's something terrible that comes in and, and, you know, thwarts it or impedes it or holds it back. You know, haven't you noticed this? This is the, called the human dilemma. You know, if you haven't noticed it, you're either, you either have a really remarkably easy life or you just aren't, your eyes aren't open to see which is the whole point of Dhritarashtra. Because the first verse, like even before we get into Dharma, Dharma Kshetra, Kurukshetra, it says, Dhritarashtra Uvacha. Dhritarashtra. <laughs> Everybody takes a deep breath. Dhritta. 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 Dhritarashtra. Dhritarashtra. Dhritarashtra uvacha. Uvacha means said. So Dhritarashtra said. Now what is Dhritarashtra's condition? He's blind, right? He represents the human condition the absolute unenlightened human condition where we can't see anything. We can't see what is the right thing to do or what is the truth. We think that we can see, you know, but we only see like one small piece. It's like, you know, we, we only see usually our own perspective on everything. Well, why is this person doing this? I would never do that, certainly. You know, I can't relate to that kind of behavior. I can't relate to that kind of, like, you know, uh, uh, perspective. That's Dhritarashtra, when we're blind. 
but we have to also we also have to put ourselves even a step uh, a step uh, beyond Dhritarashtra and and know who is narrating this whole thing. Vyasa. Vyasa. Veda Vyasa is narrating this whole thing. Who is Veda Vyasa? He's a great rishi. What is a rishi? What is the definition of rishi? He's a seer. What does he see? Everything. Yeah. What is the meaning of vyasa? As plus vi, right? As, where we get the word asana, which means what? It means to see, to to sit, but it also means to to be in a state of being, to embody a, a state of being, you know. And I always say that the most unfortunate word for asana is posture, because it it, it implies posture implies like I always think of it as like sit up straight, young lady, and hold your body rigid, you know. I always think of posture as like or or posturing like something kind of false. But asana is much more fluid. The word means to flow into the state of being of. So to create a kind of sympathetic alignment with. Like so, like if I'm observing a frog, asana is to take on the state of being of that frog. Take on the state of being of that tree. Take on the state of being of that locust. That's asana. And it's much more fluid than the word posture, which has this kind of holding on. Asana is melting into the state of being of something. Vyasa, vyasa, means to, to take on the state of being of the state of beyond. Vit means to go away or to be beyond. Nit means to come near, to sit really close, to be really close. But vi means away. So vyasa is the state of omniscience. Vyasa is also us. So it's like, it's, it's the observer and the observed. Vyasa is that witness state that we all possess that allows us to sit in the self, to sit in the state of the beyond and, and see ignorance, which is dhritarashtra, to see blindness, to witness the whole thing, which is actually, if you want to understand what the precursor for dharma is, like when people ask me, I don't know what my purpose is, I don't know what, what is, what's my role in life, why am I here, why do the things that I want not work out? And the things that I don't work want like seem to come to me all the time. Why is that? The ultimate human questions. Why are we born if we're just here to die? You know, what's the point? You know, no matter how beautiful and how incredible this life is, no matter how many wonderful experiences we have, we definitely have an expiration date. What kind of a cruel joke is that? You know, I love somebody so much and then they're taken away from me. What kind of a cruel joke is this? You know, that's Dhritarashtra. That's trying to figure out what is Dharma. But Vyasa is having a vision of the totality. 
So just like yoga sutras, yoga sutras begin with the state of samadhi. Samadhi is not an attainment. Samadhi is the state from which you, you practice yoga. The same thing in understanding dharma, you have to go to the state of omniscience. You have to touch that state of, of all possibilities. The field, you have to be in the field of all possibilities in order to see it all. So that's Vyasa. So the first person who speaks in Bhagavad Gita is the blind, which is all of us. And he says, dharmakshetre kurukshetre. So on the field that is dharma. In this world that is dharmic, but is also kuru, which is also messed up. Samaveta yuyutsavaha mamakaha pandavashchaiva kimakurvata sanjaya. So he says, he says, um, he speaks to sanjaya. Okay, so now we have like, we have like, uh, um, uh, kind of like um, um, Russian doll perspectives here. Because we have Vyasa witnessing Dhritarashtra speaking to Sanjaya, who's then going to tell Dhritarashtra what everybody else is saying on the battlefield. It's a Russian doll. It's like uh, it's a kaleidoscope kind of perspective. But again, it's a cosmic vision, right? It's like having that having an ability to know past, present, and future. All of us have that ability. You are so much bigger than what you think you are. You can know what, what the Dharma is only from that perspective. So, so Sanjaya is, is, is the faculty that all of us possess. Even though we're blind, we have Sanjaya, which is inquiry. We have, we have the power of inquiry. A pure question, Dhritarashtra asks a pure question to his own mind, who is Sanjaya. In the drama, Sanjaya is his minister. You know, it's just the guy that like, you know, reports back. He's kind of like the press secretary. <laughs> he's like, he's the one who's like sort of reporting the events. Um, but we have to see that it's Dhritarashtra who's blind, who's, see, who, who's sensing this whole conflict arising, and he's asking of himself, you know, you know, what did my sons and the sons of Pandu do while assembled on assembled for battle? Samaveta Yuyutsavaha means assembled for battle. What did what does evil do and what does good do? That's basically what he's asking. What is the right thing to do and what is the wrong thing to do? He's asking the question, what is dharmic and what is not dharmic? What, what can prevent unhappiness? What can prevent violence? What can prevent destruction? Dhritarashtra actually is asking a very deep question here right at the beginning. What did they do? You know, how does, when faced with this field of opposites, with this contradictory, messed up world, 
what do, what do the right people do, the good people, the people on the force of good, and what do the people on the force of evil, how do they respond to the same contradiction? And we see this all, all the time. We see like, you know, two people raised in very similar abusive situations, for example, like suppose two brothers. I was just watching Intervention last night. I, I spend a lot of time watching TV to prepare for my classes. Mm -hmm. So that, because it's like, it's my window into like the, the popularist world and like metaphors that are kind of current in the collective mind. So anyways, watching Intervention, and it just so happened that I just, it related to what I was gonna talk to about today. It's like these two boys, okay, two brothers, both were sexually abused by their dads, by their dad. One ended up like completely, I mean, he was angry, you know, obviously. Like he said, whenever I think of my father, I'm full of hate, you know. But he ended up like getting an education and starting his own business and like getting his life together, totally. The other one became a heroin addict and lives on the street and is like the one needing the intervention because he can't, um, you know, he, he's like close to death. And so they had to do this, they had to do something to get him off of the drugs, you know. Both from the same family, both raised by the same mother and father, both had the same access to the same resources. Why is it that one chooses that and one chooses the other? This is what Dhritarashtra is asking. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do? What is the right thing to do in this situation? You know, and Dhritarashtra is like us, you know, in the sense that we're blind and we think that it's clear cut, right? Because what we're gonna find as we go on here is that, you know, Arjuna, is the is the main sort of questioner he becomes the kind of like sort of alter ego for Dhritarashtra like the the person who's starting to wake up and he says you know I can't kill these people right and so from the black and white perspective we would say yeah right wrong to kill people but Krishna tells him he has to fight anyway it's a contradiction you know, this is a total, it's not, it is not so easy as, well, if I just, if I take a, a, a view on, on right action or morality, it's always like, I should do this, you know, I should choose the good always, what is like sort of stereotypically good. But then what happens, and some of us can testify to this very clearly, is that I've just done good my whole life and I just suffer everything, right? Eric, you're a candidate for this. Sure. He's a good guy, <laughs> he always does the good thing. But then what, what we learn in life is that when we do good, 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 then all of a sudden, and Jeff is the same way. My husband is like, he always good Catholic boy, always did the right thing. But then his life completely fell apart. He got like totally screwed over. It didn't assure happiness. It didn't assure dharma. And then we see people who do like all kinds of like evil acts, you know, really horrific, terrible things. And they end up like getting completely rewarded and happy in life. Did you ever see that movie with Woody Allen? What was the one it was called? Like, um, 
where the guy murders the his girlfriend. It was a it was I can't remember then it was kind of a dark Woody Allen film, but it was this movie where um, it, it starred a doctor and it was this whole moral dilemma thing. And um, the doctor is married, happily married, and he has this perfect life and perfect wife and family and friends, and he's really well respected. But then he go he uh, he goes on a, a flight and he falls in love with um, the the air hostess. I always call them air hostesses, but I know that's not what they're called. What are they called? Flight attendants. My guru put this in my head. He always called them air hostesses. And so now I, I have it in my head, and I don't think they like to be called air hostesses. But anyway, he falls in love with the flight attendant, and she threatens to tell, like, you know, he decides he wants to end the relationship, and she threatens to tell, um, his family about the affair and everything and it's like the doctor starts to freak out like oh my god this will ruin me you know I can't handle like how it's gonna destroy my wife and my family and all this stuff so he gets it in his mind that he he's gonna hire his brother to serve as his hitman and the and the brother ends up killing the girlfriend and the doctor gets away with it and the whole end of the story is that you know the doctor who like you know, committed this horrible act, he ends up in the end saying at the end of the movie, well, I guess, you know, it doesn't really matter as long as you don't get caught, you know. It's like, you know, what is morality anyway? Like, I, I had to get rid of this person so that I could save, you know, the, the collective good of my family, and so, therefore, it's okay. You know, it's like, it's, it's just infuriating, you know, but this is, this is the dilemma. So it's, Dhritarashtra is asking the question of like, well, what's good and what's bad to do? Because naturally we just want to do the good thing. And it ends up being like way more complicated than that. Especially from the omniscient vision. Because sometimes something that seems, seems kind of harsh can really save one from much greater pain. It's knowing how to act in the appropriate way, in a way that doesn't create any more damage. So that's the setting for the stage. Okay, that's Dhritarashtra saying to Sanjay, to his sense of self-inquiry, what, what is right? Who am I? What is the purpose here? It's very beautiful. Any questions about that? Okay, shall we do a little chanting? Yeah. Do you guys have copies of the of the at least the English? If you don't have, if you, I know you probably haven't had the chance to start like diving into the Devanagari, right? Right. <laughs> did any nerd do it? <laughs> Yukiko did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I have a long ways from doing that. That's all right. That's all right. It's it's a it's an idea ahead. Yeah. Did you say something about having really big, bold Devanagari to work from? Yeah, mota type. It's called mota. Mota means fatty, fat type. Mota type. Oh, is that and that's that book? Yeah. This is this little book, and I I I I found it somewhere, but I can't find it again. So I'm just gonna like um, scan it and put it in. Okay. It should be up there now. 
Is it up there? No? I remember seeing the sergeant. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, then it's Jeff's working on it. He's, he's working on it. And it's also, like, in terms of, like, getting the rhythm of the chanting and stuff, I'm, I'm being, I'm like being more organized now with all my classes. I like started to record them and Jeff spent hours cleaning them up and he's, and their first 19 verses are posted. You heard them? Yeah. yeah. All right, good. <laughs> so now you're all ready to chant this baby. Of course. <laughs> all right. And then we'll go into like, we'll go into the meaning. So the first part of, of the first half of chapter one, of Bhagavad Gita, it, it's not so philosophically significant to us, or it's not like in terms of knowledge, all it is is, is invoking the feeling of gathering opposite forces. The opposite forces are gathering. And so I'm just going to like, we'll chant these verses and then I'll go through um, what they mean, you know, just in a cursory way. And then we'll get into Arjuna's dilemma, which is really when we get into the heart of the Bhagavad Gita. Okay? So I'll chant the line, and then you guys will do call and response, and then we can all chant together, okay? But it's a simple tune, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. It's easy. Dhritarashtra <laughs> Dhanmakshetre Kurukshetre Dhanmakshetre Kurukshetre Samaveta Yuyutsavaha Samaveta Yuyutsavaha Mamakaha Pandavashchaiva Mamakaha Pandavashchaiva Kimakurvatta Sanjaya Kimakurvatta Sanjaya Mamakaha Pandavashchaiva Mamakaha Pandavashchaiva That's a tuppy Pandavashchaiva <laughs> Panda, it's a not, not, not Pandavashchaiva Pandavashchaiva Kimakurvata Sanjaya Kimakurvata Sanjaya So I'll chant the whole verse, we'll chant together after, call and response. Dhanmakshetre Kurukshetre Samaveta Yuyutsavaha Mamakaha Pandavashchaiva Kimakurvata Sanjaya Dharmakshetre Kurukshetre Samaveta Yuyutsavaha Mamakaha Pandavashchaiva Kimakurvata Sanjaya Now Sanjaya speaks Sanjaya Uvacha Sanjaya Uvacha Drishtavatu, Drishtavatu, Pandavani come, Pandavani come, Drishtavatu, Pandavani come, Drishtavatu, Pandavani come, 
you hum. It's a it's retroflex hum. View hum. View hum. Duryodhanastada. Duryodhanastada. Drishtva tu pandavani kam. View hum Duryodhanastada. Drishtava tu pandavani kam. Vyudham duryodhanastada. Again that one. Drishtava tu pandavani kam. Vyudham duryodhanastada. Acharyam upama. Upasangamya Acharyam Upasangamya Acharyam Upasangamya Sangam Zakaba Sangamya Sangamya Raja Vachanam Abravit Raja Vachanam Abravit Acharyam upam upasangamya raja vachanam abravit. Acharyam upasangamya raja vachanam abravit. Trishtvatu pandavani kam vyudham duryodhanastadha. Acharyam upasangamya raja vachanam abravit. Drishtvatu pandavani kam vyudham duryodhanastada. Acharyam upasangamya raja vachanam abravit. And so Sanjaya says, he says, Drishtvatu, okay, at the time, at that moment, Drishtvatu, at that moment, Pandavani kam vyudham. He is at that time seeing, two means kind of at that time, Drishtva means seeing the Pandava brothers, vyudham, arrayed in battle. You know, in battle back then wasn't just like put on fatigues and hide behind a bush. You know, battle is like jewels and elephants and, and you know, incredible armor and like, you know, beautiful weapons all glinting and, and it's like, it's incredible, you know, hats and stuff. <laughs> Vyudham means arrayed in battle. Duryodhanastada. And then he says, and approaching Duryodhana. So he says, seeing, seeing the, the Pandavas all dressed up and arrayed for battle, he, you know, uh, he sees um, Duryodhana, who is the son of Dhritarashtra. He sees him approaching. Um, uh, uh, um, his teacher, who is, um, do you know, remember who his teacher was, the teacher of all of them? 
Dronacharya. So acharyam means teacher, preceptor. And what happens here at the, on the battle is that um, is that they they draw up the lines here. And so we're going to meet Krishna a little bit later on. But Krishna, remember, he's the cousin brother, and he he he's neutral to both sides of the family but he says okay you guys can have either either side of you can have either my my um, full army or you can have me as your chariot driver and he gives Duryodhana the first choice and Duryodhana says well, of course I want your army I don't care about you what good can you do for me I want the army so the Kaurava brothers they get the army and the Pandavas just get Krishna. <laughs> okay, the pa the Kauravas get Drona, and Bhishma. The Pandavas just get Krishna. <laughs> it's like Krishna is the only, and it's just because Arjuna loves him so much. It's like I don't care about your your army. I just want you as my friend. If I have to die, I'd rather have you by my side than your stupid army. So he lets him have it, but so. But meanwhile, Drona um, gets approached by uh, Duryodhana. So of course, all of this is being filtered again. Now it's being filtered again. It's being Vedavyasa through Dhritarashtra, through through Sanjaya, through Drona. So it's like how what happens to us when we are faced with the question of what's right to do is we ask the inquiry, we ask it of ourselves, and then, you know, what comes up in us is like, well, what if I do the really bad thing? That's what I'd like to do. That's the drona, you know, that, that part of you that says, oh, no, that's the lower side of me. It's like kids are naturally selfish, you know, <laughs> and it's like that's the drona side, but they have to be taught, like, to share. <laughs> So it's the most instinctual level of the mind that reacts first when the question is posed. So Drona approaches the, uh, sorry, Duryodhana approaches um, his teacher. And then he says, he abravits, he vachanam abravits, which means he speaks these words. He speaks these words. Down the next line, Pashyaitam Panduputranam Acharyam Mahati Chamum Pashyaitam Panduputranam Acharyam Mahati Chamum Vyudham Vyudham Drupadap Putrena Vyudham Drupada Putrena Tavashishyena Dhimata Tavashishyena Dhimata Tavashishyena Dhimata Tavashishyena Dhimata Pashyaitam Panduputranam Acharya Mahati Chamum Vyudham Drupadaputrena Tavashishyena Dhimata 
All together, Pashyaitam Panduputranam Acharyam Mahati Chamum Vyudham Drupadaputrena Tavashishyena Dhimata. So basically, all he says is Pashyaitam. He says, Take a look. Take a look. Um, um, Acharya, take a look, master, take a look, teacher, at the at the sons of Pandu, Panduputranam, at the mighty army. Actually, Mahati Chamum, pa, uh, Panduputrana means the mighty army of the sons of Pandu, and he says, arrayed, Vyudam, arrayed, for you, Tava, by your uh, illustrious disciple um, Drish, Drish, uh, Drupada Putrena. Drupada Putrena is um, the son of, of uh, Drupada. It's like they're going to make mention of all these warriors that it doesn't really matter who they are. But he's just saying, look at them. They're all arrayed for your pleasure, essentially, because what's really fun for you is that now you get to see how well you taught them all and who gets to win. It's like kind of like gladiators or something. Drona gets to sit there and say, oh, yes, I'm such a great teacher. And look at who I get to see who my best student is by, by how they fight in this battle. So, anyway, that's that one. So then next one is Atrashura Maheshvasa. Atrashura Maheshvasa. Bhimarjuna, oh, I'm sorry, Bhimarjuna Samayudhi. Bhimarjuna Samayudhi. Yuyudhano. Yuyudhano viratascha, 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 drupadascha maharataha, drupadascha maharataha, atrashura maheshvasa, Bhimarjuna Samayudhi Yuyudhano Virathascha Drupadascha Maharataha Atrashura Maheshvasa Bhimarjuna Samayudhi Yuyudhano Virathascha and he says, there in the in the middle of the army, you know, Atra, um, Shura, there's these great heroes, you know, wielding bows and arrows, mighty weapons, um, uh, who are equal in prowess to Bhima. Remember who Bhima is? He's Bam Bam of Pebbles and Bam Bam. <laughs> he's like a big brute, you know. He's a really, he's like a, he's like the big strong guy. And then there's Arjuna there, and um, and then he's just basically um, calling out the different uh, 
you know, warriors um, that are, are lined up here. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter so much because we don't know so much about their lineage. Um, but, but they're all coming together here. Okay, next one is Drishtaketushchitana. Um, it's a little toughy here. Drishtaketushchitana. Drishta ke tush che ke tana. Drishta ke tush che ke tana. Kashi Rajascha Viryavan Drishta Ketushche Kitana Kashi Rajascha Viryavan Purujit Kunti Bhojascha Purujit Kunti Bhojascha Shaibascha Narapungava Shaibascha Narapungava Purujit Kunti Bhojascha Shaibascha Narapungava Purujit Kunti Bhojascha Shaibascha Narapungava Drishtaketushchekitana Kashi Rajascha Viryavan Purujit Kunti Bhojascha Shaibascha Narapungavaha Drishta Ketushche Kitana Kashi Rajascha Viryavan Purujit Kunti Bhojascha so just calling out more warriors here. Um, and uh, so we can just go on to the next line too. Um, Yudhaman yushcha vikranta Yudhaman yushcha vikranta Uttamau jashcha viryavan Uttamau jashcha viryavan Yudhaman yushcha vikranta Uttamau jashcha viryavan Yudhaman yushcha vikranta Uttamau jashcha viryavan Maubadro draupadeyashcha Saubadro, Saubadro, Draupadeyascha, Sarva Eva Maharataha, Sarva Eva Maharataha, Saubadro, Draupadeyascha, Sarva Eva Maharataha. Saubhadro Draupadeyascha Sarva Eva Maharataha 
Yudha-man-yushca-vikranta Uthamaujashca-viryavan Saubhadro-draupadeyashca Sarva-eva-maharataha Again, all the stuff about the, the great warrior chiefs. I'm calling them out to you so that you can take a look. Then he says, Asma come to Vishishta. Asma come to Vishishta. 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 Wait, wait, wait. Yay, yeah. Asma come to Vishishta. Asma come to Vishishta. Tani Buddha Dvijotama. Tani Buddha Dvijotama. Nayaka Mama Sainyasya. Nayaka Mama Sainyasya. Sangyartam Tanbravimite. Sangyartam Tanbravimite. Sangyartam Tanbravimite. Sangyartam Tanbravimite. Asma come to Vishishtaye. Tani Buddha Dvijotama. Nayaka Mama Sainyasya. Sangyartam tan bravimite. Asma come to Vishishtaye. Tani Buddha Dvijotama. Nayaka Mama Sainyasya. Sangyartam tan bravimite. And he says, um, uh, now he's talking about um, his army. Like up until this point, um, Duryodhana is talking about uh, who's on the other side, on the side of the Pandus. And now you can see like um, just a little bit of his sinister, his manipulative sinister nature because he refers to um, uh, Dronacharya as Dvijotama. And Dvijotama hmm, means best or highest among the twice born. Okay, this is what we call ass kissing. Okay, because he's like, okay, there's those guys there, you know, there's the King Akashi, and then there's all your, your their, their um, father-in-law's army, and there's, of course, there's all their best friends there. And then he says, Okay, Dvijotama, now let me tell you about my army. And what it means is like if somebody is twice born, it means that they've awakened to their higher nature. Okay, and so it's like, a, it's like you're not just a primitive person who eats, drinks, and sleeps. You're somebody who has like a more elevated, enlightened state. That's what you're all about. So 
um, Duryodhana is now like doing a little bit of ass kissing to his teacher as he's calling out his army. <laughs> it's funny. And for your information, I'm just telling you about them. And then <laughs> telling them it just so that you know. Okay, now next line. Bhavan Bhishmascha Karnascha Bhavan Bhimascha Karnascha Kripascha Samitignyajaha Kripascha Samitignyajaha Samiting, it's like, it's a little bit tough. Samiting Jayaha, Samiting Jayaha, Bhavan Bhishmascha Karnascha, Kripascha Samiting Jayaha, Bhavan Bhishmascha Karnascha, Kripascha Samiting Jayaha. Ashvatama, 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 Vikarnascha, Ashvatama, Vikarnascha, Saumadatishtataivacha, 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 Tatayvacha, Saumadatista Taivacha, Ashvatama Vikarnascha, Saumadatista Taivacha, Ashvatama Vikarnascha, Saumadatista Taivacha, Bhavan Bhishmascha Karnascha, Kripascha Samiting Jayaha Ashvatama Vikarnascha Samadatista Taivacha Tatavi Bhavan Bhishmascha Karnascha Kripascha Samiting Jayaha Ashvatama Vikarnascha and now he's telling who's on the side of the, the Kaurava brothers, and it's surprising, and this is where we get a little bit of a contradiction here, because what we like to think is that evil is pure evil and good is pure good. But what makes, what makes conflict so difficult to resolve is that not everything that is evil is bad, and not everything that is, is good is good. <laughs> and so here we've got Bhishma on the side of the Kauravas, and Bhishma really didn't do anything wrong except take a vow to protect his father. You know, he's actually, you know, he's like the great-grandfather of all these guys, and, and, you know, he's on the side of the Kauravas. The other guy that's on the side of the Kauravas is who? Karna. Karna. You know, which is really, like, ironic because somebody who doesn't know his true nature, you know, gets sucked up into the wrong side or into what we would think is the wrong side, you know, but maybe not. It's really, it's really hard to decide 
what is purely good and what is purely evil here. And that's the, that's the import of this verse, is like seeing, well, wait a minute, I thought all these, it should be really clear cut. The good should be good and the bad should be bad. But here we're having it all mixed up. Okay, who do we have next year? Uh, Kripashya. Okay. Anyecha bahava shura. Anyena bahava shura. Madharte tyakta jivita. Madharte tyakta jivita. Tyakta jivita. I said tavakta, but it's tyakta. Tyakta jivita. Anyecha bahava shura. Madharte tyakta jivita. Anyecha bahava shura. Madharte tyakta jivita. Nana shastra praharana. No, it's a Nana shastra praharana. Pranana Shastra Praharanaha Sarve Yuddha Visharadha Sarve Yuddha Visharadha Nana Shastra Praharanaha Sarve Yuddha Visharadha Nana Shastra Praharnaha Sarve Yuddha Visharadha Anyecha Bahava Shura Madharte Tyakta Jivitaha Nana Shastra Praharnaha Sarve Yuddha Visharadha Anyecha bahava shura Madharte tyakta jivita Nana shastra prahanaha Sarve yuddha visharadha And then here, what is he saying? Anything else in good? Yeah, he's saying, and now there's other guys there, too, that are just, like, exceedingly skilled with weapons, and they're just so awesomely better than the other guys. Yeah. Well, I have a question about the, I think it's the Visarga, the, uh, the aha. Yeah. Is, so we're doing it every time? Yeah, just to make the meter when we're singing it. Mm -hmm. It's like, technically, when you're, technically you don't pronounce it, but in, in Gita or in anything that's post-Vedic, it defies a lot of the rules. Thank you. Because this is not from Veda. This is epic Sanskrit, which there's a difference. If you remember, like, if I, I gave a class on all the classifications of Sanskrit um, texts, so Sanskrit uh, sacred teachings. And the Vedas are those that are revealed I mean, this is revealed too, but it's it's a different kind of classification. It doesn't necessarily participate with the whole invocation quality that the Veda does. But it still kind of does because of the nature of the Sanskrit. But um, it's just a different class. So the rules of recitation are a little bit more relaxed with this. 
Is that why sometimes the pronunciation and the chanting is different than what is actually, is how it's translated to you? That there are some slight differences? Yeah. Well? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a different, it's like a, it, it's a different form of Sanskrit, actually. Um, and it gets a little complicated to try to explain what it all is, you know. In, but maybe next time I'll, next class I'll explain what is a Gita. As, did I explain that already? What is Gita as opposed to what is Shloka, as opposed to what is Shruti, as opposed to what is Smriti? Mm -hmm. I, I did a little bit, but it's worth, it's worth reviewing because that will help you to kind of understand like what its technique is. So I will do that as a, as a reminder. Okay, so now he's just talking about the great, first part of the Gita, it's just we have to slodge through because it's just like, it's setting it all up. It's like a gigantic preamble. So we slodge through. Okay, aparyaptam, Tadasmakam Aparyaptam Tadasmakam Balambishma Birakshitam Aparyaptam Tadasmakam Sorry Balambishma Birakshitam Balambishma Birakshitam Balambishma Birakshitam Paryaptam Tavida Metesham Paryaptam Tavida It's Tavi Tavida Metesham Tavida Metesham Tavida Metesham Paryaptam Tavida Metesham Paryaptam tavita metesham Balambi ma birakshitam Balambi ma birakshitam Aparyaptam tadasmakam Balampishma birakshitam Paryaptam tavita metesham Balampima Pirakshitam Aparyaptam Tadasmakam Balampishma Pirakshitam Paryaptam Tavita Metesham Balampima Pirakshitam. Now he says, Here, um, here again, Duryodhana is trying to like um, sort of again sway Drona into thinking that like oh this is just so easy to, we're gonna really kick butt here because on our side Aparyaptam on our side we've got Bhishma you know leading the leading the the battle which means i mean everybody knows he's unconquerable because he can choose the time of his death so as the leader i mean we're just pretty infallible having him as our leader we're infallible whereas those guys all they've got is bhima who is known to be a little bit of a kind of ill-tempered bully at times 
So he says, I mean, their, their army is going to be really easy to conquer because, because Behemoth's at the, at the head, and he's junior. He's not experienced. And Bhishma, anyway, has got the vow to protect our army. So we'll be done in a day, and then we'll march back into the kingdom and have a good time again. Don't worry. Okay? Well, it sounds familiar. Doesn't it? <laughs> it's, so, it's so interesting. This is like the Vietnam War. You know? the more recent one. And the more recent one. It's like, we'll be done in three days. You can see this. This is a total arrogance, you know. There's no problem. I'll be able, we can take over that corporation, no problem. This is every day, friends. <laughs> so there's that. Ayane shu cha sarve sarve shu. Ayane shu cha sarve shu. Yathabhagam avistita. I'm reading it in the Devanagari. Avastitaha Yatabhagam Avastitaha. There it is. Yatabhagam Avastitaha Yatabhagam Avastitaha Ayaneshu Chasarveshu Yatabhagam Avastitaha Ayaneshu Chasarveshu Yathabhagam avastitaha Bhishmameva bhirakshantu Bhishmameva bhirakshantu Bhavantu sarva evahi Bhavantu sarva evahi Bhishmameva bhirakshantu Bhavanta sarva evahi Bhishma meva bhirakshantu Bhavanta sarva evahi Ayaneshu cha sarveshu Yathabhagam avastitaha Bhishma meva bhirakshantu Bhavanta sarva evahi Ayaneshu cha sarveshu Yathabhagam avastita Bhishma meva bhirakshantu Bhavanta sarva evahi So then again he's saying all that, all this stuff um, about uh, uh, the prowess of the army and um, and how uh, there's just nothing to worry about. What does he say? You and Bhishma, and there are other heroes. This army, you know, um, he's just telling that like we're just all uh, we're all guarded by Bhishma, who has this right to like you know choose the time of death. We're fine. <laughs> In summary, and then next line, Tasya Sanjayana. Sanjayanayan Harsham Sanjanayan Harsham Tasya Sanjanayan Harsham Kuru Vridha 
कुरुवृद्धा पितामहा पितामहा तस्य संजनन संजनायन हर्षम That's such a hard one. Tatsya Sanjanayan Harsham Kuru Vridha Pitamaha Sinhanadham Vinadyodashai It's a, yeah, it's Sinhanadham Vinod Vinadyo chaihi Sinhanadam Vinadyo chaihi Shankham Dadmau Pratapavan Shankham Dadmau Pratapavan Sinhanadam Vinadyo chaihi Shankham Dadad Shankam Dadmau Pratapavan Shankam Dad It's Dadmau It's hard Dadmau Pratapavan Sinhanadam Vinadyochaihi Shankam Dadmau Pratapavan Sinhanadam Vinadyochaihi Shankam Dadmau Pratapavan Tasya Sanjanayan Sanjanayan Tasya Sanjanayan Harsham Kuru Vridha Pitamaha Sinhanadam Vinadyochaihi Shankam Dadmau Pratapavan Tasya Sanjanayan Harsham Kuru Vridha Pitamaha Sinhanadam Vinadyochai Shankam Dadmau Pratapavan Now, this is, this is interesting because now Bhishma is coming out on the, um, uh, uh, the battlefield. He, um, he pulls out his his conch, which is which he blows, and it makes the sound of a roaring lion. Mm -hmm. The whole point of the conch is to make everybody afraid, but what it does is it gets it, it's like when you are when you are faced with a, a difficult situation that seems really impossible. What is the sensation that runs through your body? Where it's like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, and it feels like it's so scary, and I'm ready to, like, collapse. It feels like a lion's roar going through the body, right? It's like anxiety. Sinha nadam. Sinha means elephant. Nada mean, I mean, not elephant, lion. Nada means the sound of the lion, and it's like, it's terror it's terror invoking it's like oh and and it's like if i were a pandava brother i'd probably agree with duryodhana because it's like oh god they've got krishna's army all we've got is krishna who they don't know he's divine you know they don't know who krishna is they just think of him as their cousin brother 
you know they just think of him as anybody in your family and so they're they're upset with arjuna because it's like why would you choose krishna krishna you idiot we could have had the whole the whole army and and all we've got is this one guy we're being led by you know our brother who's notoriously unstable and and you know look at them they've got the grandfather they've got you know they've got the 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 uh, teacher they've got everybody on their side plus the army of krishna haven't you ever felt helpless in the face of some really difficult thing isn't it it's like you feel so scared and that's what this is evoking is that fear that we feel like we're going to get slaughtered we're going to be destroyed you know or oh my god i don't know how this is going to work out Okay, this is all leading up to Arjuna's dilemma. So that's why we're, we really want to feel the sinhanadham. <laughs> it's scary. All right, then the next one is tata shankascha bheryascha. Tata shankascha bheryascha. Panavanaka gomukha. Panavanakamugaha 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 Tata shankascha bheryascha Panavanakamugaha Tata shankascha bheryascha Panavanaka gomuka Sahasaiva bhyahanyanta Sahasaiva bhyahanyanta Sashabdas tumulo bhavat Sashabdas tumulo bhavat Sahasaiva bhyahanyanta Sashabdas tumulo bhavat Sahasaiva bhyahanyanta Sashabdas tumulo bhavat Tata shankascha bheryascha Panavanaka gomuka Sahasaiva bhyahanyanta Sashabdas tumulo bhavat Tata shankascha bheryascha Manavanaka gomukha Sahasaiva bhyahanyanta Sashabdas tumulo bhavat Oh my God, this is so scary. Because then all of a sudden, it's like when you feel that wave of fear that comes over you, that anxiety, that sinhanada, what happens is bheria. The heart starts to beat really fast. Here it's saying there's all this noise that comes up. You know, like the drums, the, the battle drums start um, being beaten. The conches, because as soon as Bhishma blows his conch, everybody else blows their conch. And then the kettle drums and the trumpets and everything starts blaring. And tumalo bhavet. Tumalo bhavat means, tumalo means tumultuous. 
and this tumultuous feeling comes. This is anxiety, okay? So what happens, and this, this actually happened in my household today. So Silka was visiting. You guys all know Silka. So Silka was here with her husband, and I, I said to them when they got up this morning, I said, I said, so do you guys sleep well? And, and her husband Chris said, no, I didn't sleep at all because his father is, is having um, like a big, uh, uh, he's in a big tissy, tivy, he's having a tivy, whatever. He's all upset because of something involving Chris's mother who he's been divorced for for over 30 years. And, um, and he's just, and it's something completely superficial and stupid, but because he had a wave of anxiety, everybody in the family now has a wave of anxiety about it. Emails are being sent all over the place. Phone calls are being made. And he said, I didn't sleep at all. And haven't you noticed one person's anxiety catches on to everybody? Like, I'm having a pretty happy day. But then, like, somebody comes in and, like, has all their problems and all their issues. And then all of a sudden, I feel it. And then Sherry comes in and I pass it on to her. And Sherry gives it to Louise. And Louise gives it, you know, to Janine. And then it goes like that. You see? That's how anxiety catches fire. It's just like this. And so one blows the conch and then we all blow the conch. We all freak out together. <laughs> and, we all we all get upset when it's really it's really one person's problem, right? But it's a community problem. One person's anxiety is everybody's anxiety. One person's injustice is everybody's injustice. It's like that. Then tata shvetair yukte. Tata shvetair hayair yukte mahati syandane stitau mahati syandane stitau madhava pandavashchaiva madhava pandavashchaiva divyau shankhau pradadmatu Divyau shankhau pradhadmatuhu Tata shvetair hayair yukte Mahati syandane stitau Madhava pandavashchaiva Divyau shankhau pradhadmatuhu Tata shvetair hayair yukte Mahati Syandane Sitao Madhava Pandavashaiva Divyao Shankhau Pradhadmatu. And now what happens is so great. Who comes into play? Actually, first Krishna comes because it's like then all of a sudden Shveta. Um, uh, what happens? What does he say? Excellent archer. Okay, he's just saying, I'm just trying to think about the Shveta. It's like, what happens with Shveta? Aha, then, okay, haha, this is so great. Then what happens? Shveta, Shveta Yayar Yukte Mahati Syanta Then, 
in the middle of the battlefield appears Krishna being drawn by white horses. Okay, the white horses means the person whose senses have all been purified. Okay, the, here comes the rescue. In any moment when there is severe anxiety and it's spread through everybody, there is the, there is the reminder that you can be free. That's the white horses. That there is something that can come to rescue you. And that is, a, it, that is your senses being purified from all the reaction that they have of I like it, I don't like it, I want it, I don't want it. You see how the opposite, did you guys observe your mind during this last week? Was it you didn't observe, you forgot to observe? <laughs> did anybody observe their mind? Yeah. Okay, good. What did you find in the mind? Pretty much everything. Have you noticed like a really good place to observe your mind if you're if, like you forget this exercise? It's just when you're getting off the freeway and you're turning on to, to um, what is this road here, 287 or whatever to come to Shruti here. Have you noticed the traffic? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed like how like you're running late and then the light turns red and you're like, oh, you know, I would like to get here on time. Have you noticed? Have you, you feel that? That's a great place to observe your mind. I thought there was a lot of traffic in Boulder, but it seems it's worse here. Oh, God, it's horrible. It's like, it's just, it's a really great opportunity to, like, observe your mind because you can't do anything about it. And it spreads this wave, like, you know, of anxiety, like, oh, I wish I could be on time, or, God, I, I, I just hate walking in late, or... God, will, will these people move, you know, where did you get your license, all that kind of stuff, you know. I grew up in Boston. One time I was given the finger by a nun. <laughs> Driving in Boston. A, a nun in a full habit. I, I accidentally cut her off and she let me have it, you know. So none of us are too holy, you know, definitely not. And so we have this, we have this like, uh, you know, opportunity in every moment to observe the mind where it is, you know, and what, how we're attached to it. Oh, I really like it. I really don't like it. Oh, I really wish it would be different. I really wish it would not be different. It's just that that wave. Of, of anxiety, of, of tumultuous emotion, when the, when the white horses appear, ah, I can come to a place of pure serenity. I can come to that place of purified emotion, purified mind. I can choose it in any moment. That's what happens. Madhava. Madhava is a name for Krishna who, um, who uh, slayed the ego. Madhava. Madhu is an ego. Madhu is the demon. Uh -huh, this is a really great demon. Because <laughs> we can all relate to the demon of Madhu. What Madhu is, is we're, we're happily existing. You know, we're going along happily. 
And then all of a sudden, somebody comes and whispers something in your ear, like, have you gained weight? You know? <laughs> wow, you look really kind of tired today, you know? Huh, why did you choose that to wear? You know, or whatever it is, or like they st start to whisper something in your ear, well, like, so-and-so said this about you. You know, so-and-so said this is something that you're thinking about doing and they have a really big problem with it. Or so-and-so's doing this thing. Have you noticed that? That's madhu. That's madhu. That's the, that's the voice in you that awakens that, that egotistical attachment. It awakens this anger or this ego or this me and my, you know. And Krishna is the slayer of that. So it's really interesting that Vedavyasa is now referring to Krishna as Madhu here. Because what happens is in this battlefield, in this field of conflict, you know, when we're looking at the other side and we're saying, oh God, there's no way I'm going to be able to do anything because look at what's stacked up against me. That's also Madhu. When you compare yourself with other people and you say, oh, this person does everything so much better than me, I'm never going to be able to do that. That's madhu, you know. That voice in us that comes from the fear and comes from the anxiety, comes from that tumultuous um, uh, offsetting kind of situation that then gets your mind spinning. So Krishna is called Madhusudana, or he's called Madhava. He's called the slayer of that, that voice, which is, which is the power of yoga, which is the power of the enlightened mind, which is the power of the purified senses, i.e. the white horses. When you see, I am clean, I am pure, I am happy, I am perfect just the way I am right now, that's Madhava. And he blows the divine conch. It's like the void, the sound that supersedes all of that tumultuous rumbling in the mind, all the questioning and all the crap that goes on in our mind. He blows the conch that awakens us to something higher. It's like what he, his conch is like the mantra om. His, his conch, when he blows it, it acts like a mantra and it clears our mind. It purifies our anxiety. That's, that's the value of this baby here. All right. We love how he's here now. Thank you for showing up, Krishna. Pan, <laughs> and now next one, Panchajanyam Hrishikesho. Panchajanyam Hrishikesho. Devadattam dhananjayaha. Devadattam dhananjayaha. Poundram, poundram dadmau mahashankam. Poundram dadhau mahashankam. Bhima karma vrikodhara. Bhima karma drikodhara. Poundram dadmau mahashankam. Bhima karma vrikodhara. Poundram dadmau mahashankam. 
भीम खर्म वृखो धरा पंचजन्यम ऋषिकेशो देवदत्तम जन धनम जया पाउंद्रम दद्म महाशंखम भीम कर्म वृखोधरा भांशजन्यम ऋषिकेशो देवदत्तम धनम जया पाउंद्रम दद्म महाशंखम भीम कर्म वृखोधरा सो देन um krishna blows his conch okay um he blows his conch which is called panchajanyam panchajanyam means the five senses so when he blows his conch i'm just kind of reiterating what i just said here he blows his conch which which purifies my five senses my five senses are what make me think madhu you know like i smell something and my madhu mind starts going i like it i don't like it it's distracting it's it's undistracting it smells good it smells bad right and so then it starts the whole response of the mind you know oh it's light it's dark it's happy it's sad it's whatever the senses want to bring in krishna blows his conch and and quiets the mind settles the mind settles the mind and then arjuna i believe arjuna blows his horn dhanamjaya is a name for arjuna which means born out of uh, out of um dhanam which is which is wealth but it's born out of what is your highest wealth we call it sadhana what is sadhana <laughs> haven't done it all summer have you judy <sighs> off off enjoying yourself partying all summer having retired life huh it's your daily practice and so dhanamjaya means he blows his corn his corn he blows his his horn his shank uh his conch shell um which is which is given to him by the divine that's born out of his daily practice it's born out of his inner wealth his his inherent wealth and because of that he's bringing out his strength he's purifying uh the atmosphere with the power of his tapas with the power of his spiritual practice and then what happens um and then bhima then he you know he uh blows his conch which is born out of terrible deeds you know meaning like it's blown out of he's blowing his conch which is you know like his heavy karma he's like blowing out his karma essentially he's releasing his karma that's the nature okay is this fun <laughs> ananta vijayam raja anantam vijayam raja kunti putro yudhishthira now you have to say yudhishthira <laughs> kunti putro yudhishthira good nakula sahadevascha nakala sahadevascha sugoshamani pushpa 
Pushpakauhu Sugoshamani Pushpakosh Sugoshamani Pushpakauhu That's good enough. Nakula Sahadevascha Sugoshamani Pushpakauhu Nakula Sahadevascha Sugoshamani Pushpakauhu Ananta Vijayam Raja Kuntiputro Yudhishthiraha Nakula Sahadevascha Sugoshamani Pushpakauhu Ananta Vijayam Raja Kunti Putra Yudhishthira Nakula Sahadevascha Sugoshamani Pushpakau And so the other sons of Kunti who are Yudhishthira and um, uh, Nakula and Sahadeva and they blow their conches. <laughs> they blow their stuff, you know, as well. Um, then we have Kashyascha Parameshvasa. Kashyascha Parameshvasa. Shikandi Chap Maharataha. Shikandi Chap Maharataha. Kashyascha Parameshvasa. Shikandi Chamahartaha Kashascha Paraneshvasa Shikandi Chamahartaha Drishta Dyumno That's a tapi Drishtam Drishta Dyumno Drishta Dyumno Virathascha Drishta Dyumno Virathascha Satyakishcha Parajita Satyakishcha Parajita Satyakishcha Parajita Satyakishcha Parajita Kashyascha Parameshvasa Shikandi Chamahartaha Drishta Dyumno Virathascha Satyakishcha Parajita Kashyascha Parameshvasa Shikandi Chamahartaha Drishta Dyumno Virathascha Satyakishcha Parajita so then he's like saying, um, you know, all, then because all of the forces of good, see, it's like, it's like domino effect. So it's like once like, you know, the senses are all purified, it makes the karma purified, and then it like sends this ripple effect, and everybody else blows their conch, right? So it's like one enlightened person in our midst spreads such a huge influence of love and joy and happiness and peace and and centeredness one neurotic person in our midst with some kind of like ability to influence minds can send so much pain and sorrow and anxiety 
see, that's the nature of all of this, these, these conch blowing um, uh, duels. Which conch will you blow? That's your question for the week. <laughs> Which conch will you blow? You know, um, and then this is great. This is the revenge here. Um, Drupado Draupadeyashcha. Drupado Draupadeyashcha. Sarvasha Pritivipate. Sarvasha Pritivipate. Drupado Draupadeyashcha. Sarvasha Pritivipate. Drupado Draupadeyashcha. Sarvasha Pritivipate. Saubadrascha Mahabahu. Saubadrascha Mahabahu. Shankhan Dadmu Pritak Pritak. Shankhan Dadmu Pritak Pritak. Saubadrascha Mahabahu. Shankhan Dadmu Pritak Pritak. Saubadrascha Mahabahu. Shankhan Dadmu Pritak Pritak. Drupado Draupadeyashcha. Sarvasha Pritivipate. Saubadrascha Mahabahu. Shankhandadmu Pritak Pritak. Drupado Draupadeyashcha. Sarvasha Pritak Pritak. Sorry, Sarvasha Pritivipate. Saubadrascha Mahabahu. Shankhandadmu Pritak Pritak. And what's great about it is that when, when somebody sends forth a vibration, this is the value of Vedic chanting or chanting mantras, chanting or, or even having good thoughts or he, even having a happy disposition. That's, the, that's represented by the horses of Sri Krishna and the slayer of Madhu, is that it's, it, when they blew all of their conches, they sent terror into the hearts of, of uh, uh, Dhritarashtra's sons, Duryodhana and his folks. So it's like, it's, it's when you are faced, I mean, this is the exercise for next week, when Madhu comes into the ears, okay? Observe when Madhu comes into the ears. Observe how you're just perfectly happy, and then somebody says, I don't want to do um, hip openers today. You know, I'd rather do, you know, um, back bends. So I'm just going to do those, even though you're teaching the class this way. I'm going to do what's opposite. Or somebody calls you and says something to you that you're perfectly happy, and then all of a sudden the thing changes. You know, you get a difficult patient, Selena. You're perfectly happy you go in there and it's like I don't want you and they throw stuff at you and they're like get out of here you know you horrible person watch the madhu mind right so I want you to see like how do you respond to the madhu mind do you like 
do you do you just go with it and let it totally color your day and so that's what you spread all around you you take that anxiety and that fear and that unhappiness or that frustration or that anger and you just everybody you meet the person you give the money to at the grocery store or your your family members or whatever or do you blow this other conch <laughs> or do you like do you turn it around and say, oh, I see what this is. Let me chant Om. This is the time I've got to blow my conch in a different way. So you like maybe sit down and chant Om three times. Or you do something to like make the vibration in you change and see how that then affects the whole environment. It'll send terror into the patient. It'll send terror into the heart of the disobedient yoga student or the, you know, the, the, the cranky teenager or whatever you're dealing with, you know. This is good, okay. So then we'll do the last line and then next week we're going to get into Arjuna's dilemma, okay. Saghosho dhartarashtranam. Saghosho dhartarashtranam. Hridayani vyadharata vyadharayat. Hridayani vyadharat. Hridayani vyadharayat. Hridayani vyadharayat. Saghosho dhartarashtranam. Hridayani vyadharayat saghosho dhartarashtranam hridayani vyadharayat nabhascha prithivi chaiva nabhascha prithivi chaiva tumulo vyanunadayan Tumulo vyanunadayan, tumulo vyuna, tumulo vyanunadayan, tumulo vyanunadayan, nabhascha prithivi chaiva, tumulo vyanunadayan, nabhascha prithivi chaiva, tumulo vyanunadayan. Saghosho dhartarashtranam hridayani vyadarayan nabhascha prithivi chaiva tumulo vyanunadhayan saghosho dhartarashtranam hridayani vyadarayat nabhascha prithivi chaiva and then, you know, and then this terrible sound comes up and it shakes the hearts and of everything. It sends a great tumultuous feeling of expectation and anticipation uh, through the hearts of everybody, basically. Okay? So that's it. We're all the way up to that point, up to point uh, verse number 20 in the first chapter. And, and uh, this is when we're getting into Arjuna's dilemma. So we'll, I'll, I'll recite it and have it posted up on the website for you guys to practice, hopefully sooner rather than later, but doing our best here. 
as we slodge along um, to create wonderful online experience for you all. But the homework really for you is not just observe the mind, but observe madhu. Observe that mind that latches on to the words, latches on, sees what your response is to any kind of challenge. You know, whether it's the tiniest little challenge or something big comes up for you in the next week, just see what your initial response of it is and see how that mind wants to like put a voice in there that creates even more waves of anxiety and fear and self-doubt and low self-esteem and all that crap. Observe that. Maybe it doesn't happen, but nevertheless, watch the mind, okay? And I'll ask you what the observation is next week. So it's real homework. In the meantime, the sludgy homework is like <laughs> the sludging along homework is start to read the Devanagari. You can do it. Even if it's just like just a little bit, this is big type. And you can like, you can on your computer, you can blow it up and print it out even bigger, which makes it easier to read. Even if you just get a few of the letters, so what? You know, but just a little bit because once you learn how to read Devanagari, you have such a huge advantage over, over, you know, those that cannot. You'll be able to read all kinds of cool stuff. Okay? So we'll end the class with a final blessing. Om Satoma Satgamaya Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Loka Samastha Sukhino Bhavantu Loka samastha sukhino bhavantu. Loka samastha sukhino bhavantu. Om shanti shanti shanti. May all beings be happy. Namaste, Jay Gurudev. Namaste.